What is happening? Good morning. It's Rebel Live. It is Monday, December 16th. I don't know what the temperature is, but it's cold. We got dumped on with snow last night. We probably got 10-ish inches. Got a lot of snow. A lot of snow last night. I just shoveled my truck off. It is running in the driveway uh, because I'm going to be driving it shortly. Uh, let's dive into this. I've got um, some interesting articles, and then I'm going to correlate them together. Uh, and then I got a couple more things after that. Uh, today's sponsor, BattleFlagsUS.com. Look at that gorgeous flag. Ooh, so pretty. So pretty. Definitely check out BattleFlagsUS.com. Made by a former vet. Great, great guy. Dan Green. Good, good dude. Great flag. Um, read an article that says how much you hold your baby changes their DNA. And uh, there is a... There's something in the body called a methylation. And they scientists said when they compared the methylation between the children, they found there was a consistent difference between low physical contact and high physical contact children. In effect, the cells of low contact children were less mature than they should have been given the child's age. That's very, very interesting. So what it says is the more you hold your baby, the more you uh, are, are, you know, the more you hold your baby, the better their DNA does, that uh, the kids that were held less matured at a slower rate, and they're going to keep checking this uh, further and further. It sounded a little bit more like correlation than causation. They believe it's causation. It sounded a little bit like correlation to me, and it's a very interesting fact. Uh, the second one uh, article, all these notes are in the show notes at uh, rebelparenting.org slash blog. It's on the blog at the show notes for today. All the articles are linked there that I'm speaking about. The second one said kids with a higher emotional intelligence do better throughout life and is a leading indicator in actual intelligence and said that uh, for most of the 20th century, research into academic success has harped on the role of IQ and cognitive factors such as attention and focus. But in the past 30 years, interest has grown in the role of quote-unquote soft skills like being able to regulate one's emotions and social ability. 1990, the phrase emotional intelligence was coined uh, by researchers, and it means the ability to monitor one's own one's own and others' feelings and emotions to discriminate among them and use this information to guide one's thinkings and actions. Since then, emotional intelligence research has been linked, has linked this skill to success in both school and beyond graduation. Emotionally intelligent people appear to perform better at their job and have a higher health and well-being than their peers. Um... So I want to go back to both of these articles, and it's a bit of a no-duh, right? Kids who are held and cared for more than kids that aren't genetically do better. That's really interesting. I think the more uh, scientific we get, the more it points to good health and well-being. The more you're holding your kid, caressing your kid, being with your kid, laying with your kid, the better they are. The more emotionally intelligent you are, being able to regulate your feelings and emotions, um, the better you do throughout life. Uh, those are great things to teach your kids. I think we're learning more and more about that on a regular basis. And I think it's interesting to see that played out in science to say those people that can regulate their emotions do better. Um, 
when you take tests, you'll do better. When you're at your job, you'll do better. When you're in social settings, you'll do better. And the more attention, the more in tuned to your child you are, the more you physically are with them, the better genetically they do throughout life. Uh, I thought that was totally fascinating to read that. Both those articles are linked on our blog page at rebelparenting.org. Uh, and I thought that was, to me, it's fascinating. I love reading that kind of stuff um, because it just goes to show the things we're talking about in Rebel Parenting works a lot. Spend as much time with your kids as possible, uh, especially when they're infants. Hold them, pass them off between parents, uh, let them get in tuned to you and you to them as well. Uh, I was talking to someone the other night about this. We were surfing a standing wave in Pueblo, Colorado. The, the way um, the river flows, uh, there's a standing wave. You can paddle and actually surf a wave on the river. Uh, and it was the first time I noticed this uh, uh, interaction between Lincoln and Laura. I don't care about water. Water, I'm not afraid of it on any level. Big waves, whitewater rafting, uh, you name it, I don't care if it's water. My parents put me in swim lessons when I was little. I just found all my swim lesson uh, ribbons and badges uh, and awards uh, in this giant box of memorabilia from my childhood. Uh, Laura does great in the ocean, not that great on rivers and fresh water. She got held under at one point, and so she's a little bit more nervous about that. But I would go out on the standing wave and surf, and Lincoln would, he was literally an infant. He was less than one year of age, probably, probably around 10 or 11 months old. Uh, and he would, you know, he would laugh and cackle and squeal. Maybe he's a little bit older than a year. I think he's like a year and a half, like around 18 months old. Uh, when Laura would go out in the water, she's a much, much better surfer than I am. Looked much better on the standing wave. And she was nervous. And it didn't matter how much she smiled or laughed. He freaked out because she was nervous. And there was this connection between them. He sensed from shore that she was nervous and it bothered him. And I thought that was really, really interesting. There's another article on the blog page today that says social media and television use, but not video games, predict depression and anxiety in teens. It says in the article, it's very common uh, to talk to our children about the negative cons consequences of alcohol use, smoking, unsafe sex, uh, things like that. However, nowadays, adolescents are spending six to seven hours in front of a digital screen, exposing themselves to information potentially dangerous to their mental health. Um, and they said, to my knowledge, this goes so crazy, fewer parents talk to their children about the potentially negative consequences of screen time. More awareness is needed. Yeah, no kidding. Now, but I did think it was interesting. It said, playing video games was not a predictor of either predict, uh, depression or anxiety, which may be because gaming has become more of a social activity. Compared to their forerunners 15, 20 years ago, the average video gamer is not socially isolated. It has been shown that more than 70% of gamers play their games with a friend, either physically or together online. And that television and social media is a predictor in depression and anxiety. So, for those of us that grew up amongst parents that thought video games were bad and it was going to, you know, stunt your growth, it's not showing that to be true amongst kids today. If you've got a gamer kid, it's probably going to be okay. Now, the kids that are spending six, seven hours on social media, probably not going to be okay. We need to regulate that more and more and more. That was a great thing to talk about with your kids. Again, that article is linked on the blog page. And here's the last one. 
I haven't watched Wheel of Fortune in like a million years. I didn't even, I mean, I guess I, I think I knew it was still on. It's been going for 37 years. That's a long time. 37 years of Wheel of Fortune. <coughs> and for the first time in 37 years, Vanna White hosted instead of Pat Sajak. Uh, she's going to host for the next three weeks while he recovers from surgery. But I was thinking about that. Can you imagine doing that job for 37 years? Pushing a button or flipping over letters to reveal whatever the thing is behind it? 37 years of hosting, either hosting or turning... I mean, by the way, hosting, I guess, is a little more mentally stimulating because you're talking to people and I guess you've got the banter and patter that you've got to keep going on and on. But Vanna White hosting for 37 years, turning letters, my goodness, that's got to be excruciating. I adore my job. I love my job. But it changes every day. You know, as culture changes, as families change, our job has to adapt to overcome uh, new challenges in the family. And so I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly learning new things. I'm constantly trying to get better at what I do as a broadcaster and a speaker and a writer. Uh, Laura and I are thinking about writing another book together. Actually, I'm thinking about writing another book with Laura uh, it'll be Laura's first book. We're thinking about writing a book together now. But we're doing a bunch of research. We're doing a bunch of homework on it, things like that. Uh, it changes every single day. I can't imagine turning over number, uh, letters every day for my job for 37 years. That would be excruciating. I don't think I could do it. I really don't. Not to disparage work. Work is work. Bring it home for your family. I think it's fantastic. But my goodness... What a change. What a crazy, crazy thing. Hope you're doing well. That's a quick one for today. Um, Tony says, maybe she found purpose in it that we don't see. Maybe. Absolutely. I mean, she must have, right? 37 years, you can't do that without finding some kind of uh, homeostasis, some peace uh, with your work and with your job. But my goodness, I can't even imagine doing that for 37 years. That seems like a long time to flip letters uh, that people guess at over and over again, but who knows? Who knows? I'd love to see. I'd, I would love to hear uh, an interview with Vanna White talking about that job uh, and how it's changed and what she feels about it. That'd be fantastic. Um, I can't look it up now. Oh shoot! I wish I could. There is an interesting YouTube channel that I watch. Um, where a guy interviews actors, and it's uh, it's done in black and white. It's a really interesting set. Um, it's it's a it's a really interesting one where he where it has interviews with actors. I wish I could think of the name of it right now. Um, sorry. Hope you're doing well. Hope you have a great week. Hope your Christmas decorations are up. Stay warm. Stay dry. Be safe. Love your family. Hug your kids. Hug your spouse. And I will see you soon. God bless. Thank you